When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In 1632, Williamsburg, Virginia was founded as Middle Plantation, a fortified settlement on the Virginia Peninsula. Little is known of the plantation's early years, but by the middle of the 17th century, it grew in size and wealth. Colonel John Page and his wife, Alice Luckin Page, emigrated to Middle Plantation from England sometime around 1650 and built the first brick home of this new Virginia settlement. Other wealthy families followed suit and by 1699, Williamsburg was the capital of the Virginia colony. Today, the Page family several others of wealth and prominence who made considerable investments in these early settlements are known as the first families of Virginia, the social elite of the new colony. But after the construction of the new Williamsburg-based Governor's Palace in 1706, a descendant of Colonel John Page used his family's wealth to build his own mansion that would rival the new colonial capitol building. The resulting estate, just across the river in Gloucester County, would be home to the historic Page family for over a century. Yet today, this once exquisite estate named Rosewell is nothing more than ruins abandoned to the elements where many have claimed echoes of its past continue to haunt as its remains crumble away. My name is Brandon Schecksnyder and you are listening to Southern Gothic. Southern. 
Gloucester County, Virginia, was founded in 1651 and named for King Charles I's youngest son, Henry Stuart, the Duke of Gloucester. Land patents in the region were granted as early as 1639, but due to the colonists' tense relationship with the natives, almost a decade passed before it was considered safe for settlement. Prior to this colonial intrusion, the region was the capital of the Powhatan Confederacy, a union of approximately 30 tribes best known for their legendary priestess, Pocahontas. But within several decades of nearby Jamestown's founding, south of Gloucester in 1607, the Algonquin people were pushed out, their population decimated by the diseases brought from Europe. The fertile farmland of Gloucester attracted many wealthy English settlers who built immense tobacco plantations that ran on imported slave labor. And in 1725, construction began on one of the most grandiose, Rosewell. It would be the center of a 3,000-acre tobacco plantation owned by Man Page, located Carter's Creek. Man Page's intention was for his new home to rival the governor's palace just across the York River. And at 12,000 square feet and three stories in height, the Page family's new home would be the largest and most grandiose of colonial Virginia. The design of Rosewell which scholars believe Man Page did himself, was largely influenced by the elaborate London homes of the time, featuring Flemish Bond brickwork using rose-red bricks made on site. The resulting brick walls were three and a half feet thick, and the large pitched roof was made of lead. In addition to four chimneys, 17 fireplaces, the main floor of Rosewell featured 13-foot-high ceilings, and the home consisted of 35 rooms total, as well as a grand staircase that not only extended to the roof, but was so large it is said that eight adults could walk shoulder to shoulder up its steps. Imported marble and fine mahogany were also featured materials in the home's interior. Unfortunately, Man Page would never see the building completed. Some locals claimed, quote, God struck him down for his excess. But for whatever the reason, he died in 1730 while in the front hall leaving Rosewell to his wife, Judith Carter, the daughter of the richest man in the North American colonies, Robert King Carter.
Y'all, I want to take a quick minute to tell you about one of my favorite nonprofit organizations here in Middle Tennessee. It's called Poster Nashville. Now, this organization supports people during times of housing or medical crises by providing compassionate, temporary care for their pets. That's right. Poster helps secure loving homes for beloved little furballs when their human companions are going through things that might otherwise cause them to have to give them up. But since Poster began back in 2020, they've been able to reunite nearly 250 pets with their loving pet parents after they were able to secure housing, keeping families together through tough times. Of course, y'all, I have to say from personal experience, it's been an awesome program to be around. My kids and I have been fortunate enough to hang out with some of the pups. And trust me, what Poster is doing through a devoted network of volunteers is absolutely heartwarming. So if you'd like to help, Poster is in the middle of their annual fundraiser right now, trying to hit a goal of $20,000. And it would mean the world to me if you'd consider helping us get there. All you got to do is visit southerngothicmedia.com slash bark. That's right, southerngothicmedia.com slash bark. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. construction of the mansion had crippled the Page family's finances. So Man Page's grandiose vision was not completed for another seven years when his son, Man Page II, took ownership and sold significant portions of the Page's land holdings in order to finish what his father had started. He and his wife then resided at Rosewell, for several decades before leaving the property to yet another generation of the family, their eldest son, John, and his wife, Frances Burwell. John Page is arguably the most historically distinguished member of the Page family. And his time at Rosewell included some of the mansion's most notable guests, specifically Thomas Jefferson, a close friend of John Page since their time at the College of William and Mary. As a result, Jefferson visited Gloucester County frequently, and some historians even believe that an early draft of the Declaration of Independence may have been written in one of the second-story bedrooms 
of Rosewell. While some of the first families of Virginia stayed loyal to the king as the American Revolution grew near, the Page family clearly did not. John went on to serve as an officer in the Virginia militia during the Revolution and was later elected to represent the new American state of Virginia in the first United States Congress, eventually becoming the 13th governor of the state. But it was near the end of his friend Thomas Jefferson's presidency in 1808 when the former governor passed away, leaving his second wife Margaret, the Rosewell Mansion, as well as the last 750 acres of adjoining land. However, his widow chose to reside in Williamsburg after his death. Then, in 1837, the Rosewell Plantation left ownership of the Page family for the first time since construction began over a century prior. Thomas B. Booth purchased the plantation and began to remove portions of the mansion, which had been renovated by John Page in 1771. This included the removal of the marble floor of the Grand Hall, marble mantles and mahogany paneling, as well as the lead roof and double turrets. Booth stayed in the home for only a decade, then sold it to his cousin, and the property then continued to change hands about a half dozen times over the following decades. March 24, 1916, almost two centuries after its construction began, the life of Man Page's palatial mansion finally came to an end when a fire broke out in the home. The flames gutted Rosewell, its roof caved in, and interior completely demolished. fire is said to have smoldered for two weeks, and all that was left behind were sections of the brick frame, including its four massive chimneys. With no hope to repair this damage, the once exquisite mansion was abandoned and left to be overtaken by nature. Today, all that remains of the Rosewell Plantation are ruins, including the crumbling east wall and immense chimneys. 
Yet many claim echoes of the long life of this lavish mansion remain. As can be expected from such an exquisite estate, inhabited by such a prominent family, Rosewell was once famous throughout all of Virginia for the lavish social gatherings, parties, and balls that were hosted there. The Page family imported wine and champagne from France and prepared massive spreads of gourmet food, entertaining guests till dawn. As a result, visitors to the ruins have made claims that some still do. Reportedly, music has been heard playing from nowhere. A spectral harpsichord, or lone violin, still reverberating through the night from centuries before. It has also been said that the apparitions of guests have appeared descending the once great entranceway, sometimes accompanied by the appearance of young men with lanterns guiding them into the mansion. The most infamous apparition, though, is that of a young woman who is said to descend the steps of the front entrance each and every night, her identity entirely unknown. Some visitors to the ruins have also claimed to hear the disembodied voices of slaves working in the fields. As early as the 1670s, the Page family had been involved with the practice. In fact, after emigrating to nearby Williamsburg in the mid-17th century, the family's patriarch, Colonel John Page, worked as an agent for the Royal African Company in Virginia, which imported slaves to the colony. Tobacco was big business in Virginia through the mid-18th century, and slave labor was unfortunately the engine that drove its prosperity. According to documentation from 1744, the Page family owned 76 slaves, men, women, and children. And Governor John Page continued the practice as well. One unsubstantiated rumor claims that some of these men were buried in Rosewell's cellar walls and believed to still appear. Numerous other reports have also claimed encounters central to the cellar, some claiming disembodied sounds and others strange drops in temperature. Unfortunately, no documentation exists to prove that these men were in fact buried here. The haunted stories of these abandoned ruins are vast, some downright frightening. In the 1970s, 
three teenagers reported seeing mysterious red lights while visiting the ruins at night. Initially thinking it was taillights, they were surprised when the red orbs began to rise. More lights appeared in front of the ruins, and as they prepared to leave, the driver unexpectedly threw the truck into reverse, plowing backwards through a cornfield as if he'd seen something terrifying in front of him. Two of those three men believe something supernatural happened that night. But oddly enough, the driver, who had been clearly spooked, continued to claim he saw nothing. One of the eeriest reports to have come from the ruins was by nearby James City County resident, Raymond West. He and three friends were driving through the area at 2 a.m. one night when the group decided to visit the infamous ruins. As we made the last turn to the left, there before us was an old black car with 1930s license plates blocking the driveway. It had old half-moon windows in the back and was facing away from us. It stunned us. I slammed on the brakes and a big dust cloud rose up then cleared. You could see the car real well in the headlight beams. It was eerie. Then as we sat there in silence, we saw the head of a woman rise up in the rear window and she stared at us. She had coal black hair and an ashen white face. We panicked. I tried to get the car in reverse, but the gears kept sticking. And all the time that woman kept looking at us, unblinking. Finally, I got the car in gear we burned rubber getting out of there. At daybreak, we drove back down the driveway to the spot where we had seen it, and there was nothing there. The car and the woman had disappeared. There were no tracks or anything. Some preservationists who've worked at Rosewell have attempted to debunk several of the haunted claims blaming the disembodied sounds on rodents living in the ruins during the excavation, and the old car is merely a coincidence. But these eerie occurrences vary so greatly that no one explanation is enough. Today, the Rosewell Foundation has been charged with preserving and studying what is left of the Rosewell Mansion, allowing visitors to tour both the ruins as well as a visitor center that displays some of the many archeological finds from excavations of the long lost home. But while all that remains of this once palatial estate are portions of its decaying and crumbling red brick skeleton. Rosewell is not only still a beautiful reminder of the status and history of one of the first families of Virginia, but also the frailty of human development over time and its inevitable return to nature. My name 
is Brandon Schecksneider. And you've been listening to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast created by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksneider with the support of listeners like you. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive even more content, including ad-free episodes, head over to our Patreon page today. The link is in the show notes. Lucky Lady Shacks. Hello, my name is Matt, host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures. It can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, what's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.